I think we're live. Oh, this is good. Okay. This is cool. Let me see. Let me pull this down. All right. Harry, I can see you. Can you see me? All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 45 minutes in. We're finally, we finally got this thing working. How about that? Good time. All right. Yeah. But yeah, I just, yeah. By the way, how much time do you have today? I should have asked you beforehand. Like, oh, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure I got at least probably 15, 30 minutes. All right. 30 minutes. All right. Let's do this. I think we can do it. Okay. So, okay. So, yeah, this is kind of almost a response video to one of my other favorite podcasts because they were, you know, it's like King Build. They were talking about, hey, you know, there's kind of this problem, you know, at the, the root of man's psyche and that they kind of want a government. Like this, yeah. This is the like the main reason why why we have one is because they want one. It's not really because we need one. And this is like a yeah a point libertarians make is like you're like what do you need? Well, what do you actually need a government for? It's like well nothing really. You don't need one. It's not a matter of need. It's you know more like demand. Like you want one for yeah. a, for a bunch of particular psychological reasons. Some of which we're going to go into today. And. The, uh, you know, but anyway, but this other podcast, King Build, they were talking that, hey, there are these, you know, kind of meta narratives kind of that underlie all of, uh, you know, all of like kind of Western thought and they underlie all of like, uh, you know, Western civilization. Like th this, these are the, like, the, you know, like why we think all the ways we do. And, and, if you, and, you know, they, they also like connect, they rightly connected it to, hey, you know, when we say Western civilization, what we really mean is Christian civilization. And because, you know, it's like there, there really is no Western, you know, Western uh, civilization without Christianity. Like that's kind of the main driver. That's why we're here. And that's yeah, why we think the way we do. Yeah. I, I mean, before, you know, before, you know, before Christianity, you know, like, like you know, with like Germany and and all like Europe, it was all barbarians. It was it was like a hellhole of a place to live. Like this was like, yeah, you know, like so, yeah, you know, some of these other race realists who don't know what they're talking about, they only like to go back to like Christian era Europe. But but before that, it was like barbarians, like burning people for you know for as like sacrifices to their pagan gods and child sacrifice and everything. Like it was a shit show. Like this was not a good place to live. Like I'm sorry, there's yeah. there's nothing particular about white people that is civilized, and you know, like they, in fact, with humanity, you know, I I made this point on Twitter the other day that if you if if your system of government depends on the uh, on the average person being civilized, then you are your system of government is doomed. It's like doomed for failure, you know, because that the the average human is like a paleo barbarian. Like, don't let the smartphones fool you. We are still paleo barbarians. And you, if, if you took all this away and, you know, you know, within, you know, one or two generations, we will be back to like sacrificing, you know, you know, babies to the stars and stuff like that. That's, that's how primitive we all are. It's like, yeah, I was like, we're, we're, we're we are still paleo barbarians. We are not civilized. We're currently doing that in some places, but okay. You mean like Planned Parenthood? Yeah. <laughs> Sacrificing children to Moloch. Yeah, we, we still do the human sacrifice thing today. We just don't call it that. And we're a little bit more civilized. We, we, we call it convenience and women's rights. Much worse. You know, it's like I almost preferred that you were sacrificing a Tamalic rather than saying I had a right to kill a baby. Like, no, no. Uh, we, we are not civilized. 
that we had America, America, Western civilization. We're not civilized. The only thing that's even like remotely keeping this thing in check is that we still have a large presence of Christians and in the West. And to the extent we've lost Christianity is the extent we've, we've basically become uncivilized bastards, uh, uncivilized barbarians. And the, uh, yeah. And anyway, so what we're going to talk about today is, uh, you know, we're going to be setting up a, we're, we're going to be setting up, you know, kind of the theme for the rest of the podcast for the life of it. And that, and that basically is, Hey, you have this problem, man, man has a God shaped hole in his heart. And, you know, that's kind of where we get our need for government from. And we're going to be talk, you know, talking about it a little bit today. Let me move the stream window over here. Let me move this thing down here. And all right, let's begin. So basically, we have this God-shaped hole in our heart. What do we do about it? Like, this is a, uh, you know, it, it's the question that our, fa- our framers, the framers of the Constitution were... Yeah, trying to figure this thing out because there's not really a good answer for it. There, yeah, you know, like in our past episode, we kind of talked about, hey, we it, that you know, man wants a government. Yeah, you know, it's not because he needs one. Right? It's it's more of an emotional need. If it, if any if there if it is a need, it's an emotional need, not like a physical need. You don't need a government for yeah. You don't need a government for safety. You don't need a government for education or you know or human rights or <laughs> definitely not human rights. Governments are like the worst violators of human rights out there. It's like you don't need a government for anything physical. You need it for it's, it's an emotional need. And the uh, but you know and the framers of the Constitution understood this. And they, they I mean, the framers were, were they were in two camps. They were basically mo- one was monarchists, the other was like classical liberals or libertarians, as we would call them today. And they were both that you know the Constitution was kind of born of that conversation between the monarchists who were having their critique of the uh, of, yeah, of human nature and the classical liber- liberals who also had their very 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 similar critique of human nature. And and there are those today that you know we're going to be who we're going to be discussing this say hey the difference between uh you know monarchism and libertarianism is basically like six months of reading and they're, they're they really they're very 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 similar ideologies logically and you can get them have you heard the, have you heard the theory about why george washington was uh, selected by both people to be the first president uh, uh no no but am i not i might not go ahead children huh Oh, his he, inability to have children. Really, really, that yeah. uh, huh? That's a strange they choice. Knew that no matter what happened, both parties would be okay with him because he could not create a new line of monarchy because he would not have children of his own to have a future generations of rulers. Good, yeah, well, the, you know, good for him. Good for him. He and we we got lucky that he was our first monarch because there were like three presidents that were basically monarchs in their time george washington was the first abe lincoln was the second he killed half a million people and the next was fdr and we're still dealing with that fallout from him today and like it's like you basically had a second world war because of him or not really because of him but it that's really more woodrow wilson's faults we we had uh woodrow wilson he wasn't the he wasn't the monarch but you know he gave us world war one and world war two and the great depression and it's like he's like the guy who like royally rat fucked america Anyway, we, we hate him. So, but yeah, we got lucky with, with George Washington. Like this thing kind of started off well that we got, we got lucky with him that he was the first monarch. 
and we got like one good king then we got a then we got like a like kind of okay king like yo and abe lincoln it's like yeah he kept the union together and he freed the slaves but those were like the only two good things he ever did and he it's like everything else was like really awful like really how he went about doing it was just like oh god you know this is this is like it's like it's like almost as bad as what he was trying to get rid of but and then you know fdr there's no redeeming qualities of fdr at all he made the great depression great <laughs> like that's the guy who made the great depression great those fireside chats yep it's like uh all the ways the government's going to come help us and fix the problems and they just made them all much much worse pr and propaganda can definitely make your image look good for the next 60 years yeah and the, you know and the, yeah this kind of, you know last time we also talked about a little bit about how there is this cycle of you know democracy to go that basically degenerates almost immediately into oligarchy and then oligarchy tends to because of corruption tends to you know degenerate into monarchy and then you get you know monarchs that are not very good and then it kind of degenerates back into you know democracy and oligarchy and the cycle repeats and the uh anyway so now that we've spent the first 10 minutes kind of catching up the, now let's get into you know where we are because the cycle is repeating again and we you know we're at the point in our in our you know, democracy really is an oligarchy you know we've been an oligarchy for a good 80 years and like we, you know, after after FDR, we never really degenerated back into a full democracy. We degenerated into just straight up oligarchy, and the oligarchs are clearly incompetent. As you know, it's a, one of the few things both sides really agree on is that the system isn't working. This is not a not at all. And you saw the same thing at the end of Rome, where you know there it was clearly this this system this system's like headed for breakup. And after the oligarchy of Rome had basically broken up, basically the empire, the, the king there, really had not done a good job. And it, it, he had basically ended up democratizing most of his rule out and uh, out to his uh, his feudal lords, who who ended up becoming the the future kings of Europe. And you know after you know, I think it was like five. 48 i think you know when the uh you had it had a really bad sun cycle which caused the you know caused like six famines in a row like so you had like six failed harvest in a row and that was kind of the break point for where you know it's no longer really a roman empire anymore like we kind of still call it that but not really all the power had been kind of democratized out to the to the feudal lords and we're kind of at that point again where you know like one major natural disaster like a sun cycle going down again and you know it, it's going to be over it's like now we're, we're not doing this uh constitutional thing anymore so we need to start really having a conversation about hey what's coming next and this is where we're going and this is like the start of that discussion is the god king shaped hole in man's heart and you know that like uh, I, i'm sure you've all heard the we all heard the uh the quote by blaise pascal that said that you know, there's a God-shaped hole in man's heart, and nothing created can properly fill it. And you know, part this is like the most important part. <laughs> it's because we have this God-shaped. Remember, we're a Christian civilization, but you know, th and this actually goes back all the way into paganism. That they still, uh, even the pagans, still have this God-shaped hole in man's heart, in their own hearts. And the Bible really talks about this well because they, uh, it says that the uh you know like wait a second let me pull this over here okay never mind but the uh yeah you know, like 
the uh, like all of man's attempts to because man has a god-shaped hole in his heart and that you know part of that god-shaped hole is the fact that god's a monarch you know god you know he's a good he's the, like the only good monarch the only really good king in existence and as we talked about last time he's kind of it's kind of a paradox with him because he's also an anarchist in the sense that like you know he gives you complete free will as like he, i mean he's to like to the right of murray rothbard in terms of how much he believes in freedom because he wants us to love him back in return like that's that's kind of what he gets out of this is you know a uh and a creature that can really voluntarily love him in in response and that's and the uh you know but anyway but the fact he's up you know he has all the power but he gives us all the freedom like he he doesn't really use it and that's what really makes him a great king and it's a sense that you know it's a king who like like truly loves us is all powerful and you know he's wise he knows he knows what he's doing and he's really good at giving advice and stuff like that but he also he's, he's not coercive and and uh Anyway, and man, basically, this is like what we have in our hearts. We long for this, but the but like the problem kind of begins with us because you know we you know we're we're starting off like in in Genesis. Remember we're, with the story of you know Adam and Eve. Like, what was it that the the serpent said to you know to to Eve to and Adam? It's basically though, you you can be like God, and therein lies like the problem. It's like this is that god is the, the the god king is something we're designed for we're designed to be ruled in our hearts by god and the problem is we also have this this uh feeling in our hearts that we want to be like gods yeah you know, we basically we want to be god we want to be that god king and this is where all of humans problems come from is th this desire to be like god and to be that god king and the uh yeah this and this is kind of where other you know because we have this god king shaped hole this is why other forms of government don't really work all that well and they you know in fact some some don't work at all like democracy it's like uh, democracy you know tries to put not just one's own imperfect self into that god king shaped hole it tries to put all of the really imperfectly shaped you know cells into that hole like all you know it's like you know, not only are you not having a good God King, you have all of the fucking idiots. Like every brother and his, every idiot and his brother is the, uh, you know, is what you're putting in that God, that God King shaped hole when you choose democracy. And that's, you know, obviously why that doesn't work. It's the wrong fit. And like a Republic is like, you know, it's kind of better because you're trying to like stuff fewer idiots and like probably better quality idiots and fools into the God King shaped hole. So it's like, it's kind of better, but like not by much. It's like a scale difference, not a kind difference. And, you know, in a sense, like, okay, it's less wrong than democracy. Democracy is like the worst wrong you can get. Democracy is evil. Nobody likes democracy except Democrats because that's the only way that they're even remotely equal with us. But the, you well, know, I don't with, even think they, they really like it. I think they, they talk about the idea of it, but they don't technically follow it themselves. Because if you look yeah. at the, the the structure of the party, they still have an oligarchical system with their superdelegates. They don't even yeah. use democracy <laughs> within their own party. It's, it's I know, right? It's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of the bullshit they're talking about. It's like, they, you know, these are such stupid cheap. That, that, you know, they, do they ever question, like, why do we have the superdelegates? Yeah, you know, we are the Democratic Party. 
and yet we have a, a uh, you know a like inbuilt like explicitly an oligarchical system, <laughs> you know, for our own nomination process. And the uh, you know basically they they rigged it both times for you know against Bernie Sanders, who's like the real Democrat. You know, because you know you have these uh, economic Democrat economic Democrats like uh, Bernie Sanders, who's like there shouldn't be billionaires, and <laughs> you know give us give us your fucking money. Like that's like that's Bernie Sanders. Whereas like the you know Kamala Harris, Joe Biden wing is like oh Black Lives Matter on the drone bombs. <laughs> like that that's where she is. It's like that some more corporate fake uh, socialist. You know the fake the fake woke and. Yeah, that's that's what that's what the Democrat Party, you know, that's what the elites really want because they want to just be able to, you know, kind of rape the American people and keep all of their ill-gotten gains and give up, you know, nothing but like, you know, kind of symbol, you know, symbolic gestures, you know, to the left. That's like we'll give you symbolic gestures, but we're not giving you our our, our ill-gotten gains. Our, we're not giving you our money, as Billy Bernie Sanders says. And yeah. the, uh, but you know, you know, with all the problems you, we have with democracy and the uh yeah you know, by the way the republicans aren't much better I'll, 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 but hey they're part of the discussion and we're going to have to have that conversation later that's good that's kind of going to come like probably the next episode is we're going to shit on the republicans a little bit even though i am a republican <laughs> and but you know first we have to shit on the libertarians <laughs> and as a libertarian i feel very qualified to shit on them first because libertarianism is even more idiotic than democracy the you know, because the, you know the problem again. The problem with democracy is that you know man is attempting to fill that god-shaped hole with all the fucking idiots. Every idiot and his brother is going into that god-shaped hole, and that's an obviously a wrong fit. But with libertarianism, they're like you know there's like one of two things that they're going to say, and both are really wrong. And the, the first one, the first really really wrong thing they say is, let's just not fill the hole. You know, this is a god king-shaped hole. Let's just not fill it. <laughs> it's like no, well, no, no, it's no, like. No. Yeah, it's like, well, this is not going to work. It's like that's that's not that's not what they're wanting. So, and that's why you're getting like one or one to three percent, three percent of your Gary Johnson, you know, a really perfect set of libertarians like Gary Johnson and Bill Weld. I say that just to fuck with them because they hate the the real libertarians. Hate those two. They think they're like, oh, I think the built milk those moderates, and but wasn't Bill Weld like a Raytheon lobbyist? And like, yeah, yeah, but he's a Raytheon lobbyist who got three percent and. You know, you're and then you know, you're, you're more woke Joe Jorgensen is <laughs> like whose campaign is known for you know, it's not enough to be you know, passively anti racist or something like that. And the uh, but that's like that, that's like the first like really wrong thing that they say is let's just not fill the god king shaped hole at the center of every man's heart, which is a reason why we have a government in the first place. And like the second really wrong thing that they say is let's just have every man fill himself his. Uh, Every man can be his own filling for his God shape. It's like, no, that's kind of like a contradiction in terms. It's like, no, he, like a man cannot fill himself. That's kind of the point of the God King shaped hole. And we're going to really see that today in the study of the first and Kapistan. You know, the, you know, but, you know, basically, you know, like Judges uh, chapter eight through nine is where we see the Ancapistanis in Israel. They try and fail twice to get rid of their anarchy. And they 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 eventually get it in later chapters where they like the third you know the third time's the charm where they finally got King Saul, but this is the first two times and yeah we're gonna see uh, and this is like uh, Judges chapter not nine particularly like the very last part of eight and the chapter nine is probably like the most libertarian chapter of the Bible because you get to see all 
of the problems with government in one chapter of the Bible. And it's like, like everything start to finish, why our democracy isn't working. You see all of the problems. And like, we're, we're going to see like, Hey, even in anarchy, the left is still a problem. And, it, and even though, even if you get rid of the state, you're still going to have the problem of the left and they don't go away. And, you know, they, and the left will actively try to create a state and like that they, this is like their religion of force and coercion. And, you know, Hey, you can say, well, like what, you know, what, you know, you know, that's just them, you know, it's their state. You know, that like if they want to be ruled, that's voluntary. You know, that's that's their thing. Uh, no, that state's going to become a problem for all the other peaceful people, too. It's like, the, you know, a state just doesn't st say, oh, well, I guess you don't want my services. You know, let me just go ahead and leave you in peace. They never say that. Like, that's not how states work. And like the, you know, that and you're going to see like the second problem that, you know, my, you know, a uh, you know, big fan of Michael Malice, he always says, you know, people who need who need rulers are completely un unqualified to choose them. You're going to see that too. And that, you know, as that, you know, this is like, they get like, you know, back, it backfires on them like almost immediately. You see tribalism is still a problem, if not more so. Like tribalism is almost like the, almost like the edge of the, the tip of the spear for why they get a, you know, a usurper ca called Abimelech who tries to take over and, and abolish the anarchy. And you're going to see the aristocracy is still a problem. Like all those rich people, all that inequality that people that the left keeps yapping about, it's still a problem. And the, uh, you know, the aristocracy, they, they try to finance the monarch on his way, on his way up to try to, uh, you know, they, they assume that, oh, we're going to get some favors back. We're going to, it's like corp, it's like regulatory capture, kind of what the corporations do today. And it's still the same thing all the way back then, even in an anarchy. There's no state and the and the corporations basically are still trying to, you know, basically empower the state and regulatory capture. And the you're also going to see like, hey, what, like, why is it that this, uh, you know, this is the guy? Like, why is this Abimelech the guy who overthrows it? And, you know, we see that, that hey, the problem of a hey, good rule, like, why is it today that also good rulers don't end up in charge? It's because the better rulers have other things to do. And you see that, too. And. God, it's like this is like the most jam-packed uh you know uh, like the libertarian chapter of the bible and it still kind of says ah, this is not going to work you know we're, we're going to need uh you know something more uh, approximating a monarchy that's uh, and because that's a god that like the the closest thing to a god king shaped hold this is why all uh all systems of government tend towards dictatorship and monarchy is because we have a god king shaped hole and the closest thing to a god king is a man king unfortunately and that's pretty far away you know it's, it's, it's still not good and we know historically that's where we're going so but, but let's get you know we're going to have to have that conversation later about what do we do about it so that's where we're going what do we do about it you know because obviously we don't want to go back to like a full-blown monarchy that's that's not what we want and but let's let's go ahead and, and look into uh, look at Ancapistan first. So we, you know, we, you know, we're going to start off at the very beginning. You know, we talked about this a, a little earlier that, you know, why why was it that the, uh, you know, we have this you know, God King shaped hole, and like why is it we just don't want God? You know, is, isn't you know if he if he's the ideal if he if he's what we built for why is it we don't want him? And the problem is we kind of want to be like him and we can't because we're not God. We are not gods. And 
the uh, yeah and even when you're at the uh you know this is the first way this is the fall you know the 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 woman you know eve she saw that you know this was you know this was going the fruit of the forbidden tree was going to make her like god and you know basically knowing the difference between good and evil and it would give her you know kind of wisdom and that's not the good kind of wisdom and she ate it and that would you know that you know even back then before the fall you know when you had a perfect society you still had that uh, that latent need that i you know it's not that i want you know that i want to be god too and this was also why satan fell but you know, that's a, that's another story he wanted to be god too but let me see so now we go to yep so now we have that, that knowing that even in an anarchy there's going to be that why is this thing not going Ah, here we go. I think that's one of the interesting things is even if it's not finding that that God to fill your own God-shaped hole, the people that are interested in trying to become that God to other people to fill their holes, it may be by filling that role themselves and acting in that way, they can get some kind of satisfaction. Um, yeah. And that's what I see a lot of politicians trying to do is they're trying to be the God for other people so that they can, and it's, it's a sense of pride. It's like, why are these people not worshiping me? You know, it's very Luciferian. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, I mean, that was the whole reason, you know, Lucifer, you know, kind of fell is, you know, he, he wanted to, he basically wanted equality with God. He was kind of the first leftist before his time. And yeah, the, uh, yeah, like when, you know, he, he like he's he saw it as a pure spirit he kind of saw himself as on par with god and these lowly humans are like kind of almost like a bastardization of you know pure good of pure goodness which he saw as like being a pure spirit and you know the fact and then he kind of found out that you know god had made them made him to be like a servant to the humans he's like what the <laughs> and the uh you know that that was kind of where that that he was also the first racist so he's he's both the first leftist and the first racist and that he didn't, you know, he he thought himself, you know, you know, he's like kind of a, kind of a spirit supremacist, where he th he thought he was much better than humans, and then he 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 found out, oh no, actually, not only are you like not better, you're you're made to be a servant, and also I love them more than I love you, <laughs> and and he, you know, that and that was kind of where that that all came from, but and then he came down and yeah, anyway, but that's a different, that's another story for another time, the. Uh, you know, when we go to Ancapistan, you know, in ancient and biblical Israel, this is the, again, this is the only, you know, pure property rights based society in human history. It's also the most, the largest and the most successful. And, you know, the, if, if Ancapistan ever really was, a, ever is, or ever was a thing, it's Israel. Yeah. And biblical Israel, this is the only one that ever qualifies as a pure property rights based society. And it was an anarcho covenant, kind of like, you know, what Hans Hermann Hoppe talked about. And the uh, this is at, and at this point they are a few hundred years into the uh, the ancap you know into their you know their time of freedom and the uh, yeah at this point and they've been invaded like four or five times at this point and so like this is the, you know they they're kind of getting the idea that hey we have a free state surrounded by other states who really want to kill us and what do we do about it and. Because this, you know, this, you know, this kind of freedom thing is kind of this liberty thing is kind of getting old because we keep getting invaded. Because all of these, uh, 
Remember that, you know, that I think we talked last time we talked about some of the laws of archotropism, which is, you know, ba you know, arco meaning ruler, tropism meaning moving towards or turning towards, you know, and the word archotropism basically means you're moving towards a state and or how a state works, you know, and they're kind of they're very, really similar to arco dynamic to thermodynamics, you know, like that, you know, where, you know, heat kind of moves from high concentration to low concentration, you know, like the hot thing. The heat kind of you know evaporates off into the uh, the cooler air. It always moves from like high heat to low heat. That's always the way it moves. And in the and archotropism, it kind of works the same way, where you you move from the high density of a state to a low density of state. And anarchy is like the lowest density of a state you can possibly have. It's, it's basically zero. And so if you're surrounded by other states, you know that's going to be a problem. And you know because all these other states are going to be like. Oh, I see you don't have a state. I'm a state and I'm here to help. And by help, I mean invade your ass and start killing people. And so the, uh, you know, like that happens yet again. And the, you know, with, with is, you know, and the men of Israel, you know, basically at this point, they're like hiding in caves, you know, because the, the Midianites, the, the kings of the Midianites are, you know, basically just coming in and destroying everything. And anyway, and long story short, this guy named Gideon basically saves the whole place. You know, be, you know, with the leadership of God, and the and afterwards, the the uh, the men of Israel, they're thinking like, you know, a king, the, you know, a king who would kind of rule over us and protect us would would be pretty nice right about now, because that this last thing was kind of a shit show, and the uh, they say to Gideon, rule over us, you and your son and your grandson, for you have delivered us out of the hand of Israel, uh, hand of Midian, and it's like they have all this freedom. And they're like, yeah, we don't want it. We just want a king. They have that. They have this inherent desire to have a king, and to, you know, because this is kind of like them wanting to socialize away their responsibility for you know being strong and protecting the, their own liberty. They don't want to do it. They want somebody else to do it. And yeah, this just it doesn't work. Personal responsibility really is the only way to go. You know, and you know, being a uh, a godly person, you know, and by yeah, you know, by personal responsibility, I mean being a godly person. That's the only way this is going to work. And they don't want to do that though. That's a lot. That's a heavy burden to carry. They don't want to do that. And the uh, but Gideon, kind of to his credit, he ends up saying, uh, "No, you know, I will not rule over you, you know, because you know this is you know you are meant to be ruled over by God." He says, "The Lord will rule over you," and the uh you know because again this is it you know we have a god king shaped hole in our heart not a man king shaped hole but a man king kind of is the next closest thing that's why all of these systems of government tend towards democ tend towards a monarchy and event you know they all eventually kind of degenerate into it because that is like the closest thing to our heart's desire for a god king and but uh, it does seem kind of though that even though he gideon kind of refused the uh the title of the king he didn't want to be king he kind of he can he became a king, you know, in everything kind of but name. So that's that's kind of why, you know, Saul ends up getting the first uh, the the title of like the first successful king of Israel is that, you know, Gideon basically refused it. But the, uh, you know, Gideon, how, however, he had some sons, uh, quite a few actually. He had seventy sons because he had many wives. Man, this guy, he, you know, I guess he really knew how to fuck. But anyway, and his uh, but one of them was born to a concubine, you know, kind of a lesser wife, uh, who was in Shechem, 
and you know, uh, Shechem is a city. Uh, it's one of the major cities in Israel back then. And uh, this son's name was Abimelech. And it wasn't long after uh, Gideon finally died that immediately the people of Israel turned around and started sinning again. And of course, you know, uh, you know, by sin, it means they're not taking responsibility. They're making self weak. They're making themselves targets. Weakness invites aggression. And they get the, uh, yeah, that, you know, this is a, pro and this is a problem. And so, so anytime you have weakness, you're inviting aggression. Now that might not, now here's the problem. Normally they're inviting aggression from an external threat, but what happens if you get an internal one and see, uh, you know, Abimelech kind of sees this, that this is a, you know, this is a country, you know, all my countrymen, they're kind of weak and they really need a ruler. And the, uh, and so Abimelech sees this, and the he kind of and he sees he goes to like his mother's kinsmen. That's basically his uh, his extended family of the whole clan of his mother's family in Shechem, and he says to and he says to them, "Hey, you know, let's start a whisper campaign that, you know, hey, hey which is better for you that you know like the seventy sons of uh, Jerubal? Jerubal is another name for Gideon. Gideon, uh, you know." Is it better for you know Gideon's seventy sons to rule over all of you, even though Gideon refused to do that, uh, or was that one and that one by and by one I mean me, and he says that you know because I'm your flesh and blood. He's basically saying like, hey, you know, it's kind of like if I, if I go to Texas and I say, hey Texas, is it better that you know you have all these idiots from California, New York, Michigan, Massachusetts, and Oregon and you know, Washington and all these other blue states. Is it better that they rule? Everyone else rules over you. Is it better that me, a Texan, rules over you? And it's the same exact argument. And he, but he's not just going. And he's has this uh, whisper campaign started in the uh, in the city of Shechem, which is where he's from. And the uh, you know, and so that, like they, but and the people start saying, yeah, yeah, you're right. It really is better that. You know, we all be ruled by one of our own because you know he's one of our guys. He's going to treat us better, and he's going to treat us the right way, the way we really want to be treated. And they're wrong about that, of course. And the uh, but then what? Ha here, what happens? See, here we get we kind of get to the first one of the the, uh, the first problems is that you know the the uh, they won they make a they make make a miscalculation. This is where we see that hey the pe the people who need rulers indeed really do suck at choosing them is because they thought oh just because he's one of us you know he's born in the same geographic location that we're from that therefore he's going to treat us well and that's just not the case and the uh yeah they, they really do suck at choosing them but the second problem we see is hey here's the aristocracy again they get you know the uh you know you have the aristocrats here who you know because they and they're aristocrats because they have savings you know, that's that's how you know these are the aristocrats is they had money to save, you know, and they gave him 70 pieces of silver to, uh, you know, go basically hire an army. And, he, and here's where here's where, it, you know, it gets really novel is that, we, you know, we see this again today. You know, who is it that's like going around fucking up all of our cities? You know, it's, it's the left as these, you know, these unemployed, worthless and reckless fellows, as it calls them. Those are the basically Abimelech goes to hire the paleo barbarian equivalent of the left, which, by the way, just means modern also, equivalent. <laughs> modern this equivalent. also reminds me of like the super PAC of like organizations that are out there donating money, you know, across state lines to hire yeah. you know, 
professional. It's exactly the same. Or, yeah. Yeah. These are just the, like, the, let's I mean, go make some hassle. Let's. Yeah. Let, I mean, let, let, let's get, let's go extend our reach. We're going to pay for power. Yeah. Pay to play as it, as it were, this is pay to play, you know, at 3,500 years ago or 34, 30, 33, 3,400 years ago at this point. Uh, it's the same thing. Human nature never changes. Like I said before, if your uh, system of government depends on people being like modern and civilized, boy, are you asking for, <laughs> you're barking up the wrong tree. Like your system of government is doomed. We are still paleo barbarians. Like the people back then are the same people that we have today. Nothing's changed. There is no moral evolution. I'm sorry, Sam Harris. You're completely wrong about that. People have not evolved one bit, <laughs> at least at least not in 3,500 years. And you know the you know the, it's the same exact problem you know that you see. And even in an anarchy where there's no state, they still will you know you still have the aristocrats thinking that you know if we just create a state, then we own it. You know we have the regulatory capture, and you'll and you know and who do you need to go help help you create a state? The left. You know, there they are, the worthless, reckless fellows, you know, who are basically the unemployed idiots today. They're, they, they call them, you know, they call them worthless and reckless fellows back then. We call them useful idiots today. <laughs> and nothing's changed. It's just still the same exact problem. And so uh, Abimelech basically then he, after he hires the left to, as his henchmen, he basically goes to his uh, other sons, kills, all, kills like 70 of them, except for one who, uh, you know, his uh basically that you know his youngest brother you know managed to escape so his uh jo yeah this is like jotham his is his uh youngest brother of uh abimelech who is uh, the son of gideon or the sons of gideon and they uh and after he got done you know basically usurping all of his brothers and like it, he is now officially you know crowned the king and it temporary king you know and this is you know we're going to see that this isn't going to last because again, people who need leaders really suck at using them, and the uh, and you get the uh, only reason King Saul and King David you know managed to stick around is because you know they were anointed by God, not by man, and unfortunately you know God has been silent; He's not going to give us another king. So we're going to have to figure out another solution. So, but that's that's the uh, that's the next episode. So the uh, you know we talked about Jotham. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to read all of this. But, you know, Jotham, basically, he goes back to the, uh, the Manashechim and basically, basically kind of gives them a parable about, hey, here's the way this is going to work out. And here's a kind of an, a parable is kind of like a wise story, this, you know, metaphor. It's, it's a form of metaphor. And he basically says, hey, the trees wanted to, that, that, to anoint themselves a king. And so they went to the olive tree, and, but the olive tree said, "No, nah, I got better. I got better things to do than rule over your asses." Uh, the fig tree. They went to the fig tree, and the fig tree said, "No, nah, I'm, I'm. I still got better things to do." And they so they finally went to the vine, the grapevines, and the grapevine said, "No, nah, I still got better things to do than rule over you." And finally, they came to a bramble, and this is like, you know, what's a bramble? <laughs> I had to go look it up because a bramble is basically a, a shrub. It's like this. This is a bramble. It's the kind of a bush, and the it's kind of has really thorns on it. It's not really good for much, except like catching fire. If you've, if you've ever asked yourself why in the world is California on fire, this you know it's because they have a lot of brambles. Like they they, they don't clean their forests, and this is what grows and is really great for starting fires. That's what it's good for. <laughs> so if you so like the the and it's kind of an apt. Uh, it's a, one of those you can't make this up. You know, metaphors that you know, even 3,500, 3,400 years ago, 
they're still comparing the left to brambles and like now we have the most leftist state in the union is burning because of brambles <laughs> it's like that like half the state is on fire <laughs> because of it, these brambles and what uh a bet, what uh jotham ends up saying to the uh the uh people of shechem is look you know these uh you know the, finally all the trees came to uh yeah, the brambles said, will you come rain over us? And because the brambles kind of worthless, it doesn't really have better things to do. It says, you know, you anoint me king. And uh, basically, you know, there's fire is going to, you know, fire is going to spread and devour all of the trees who decided to make the brambles their king. And the uh, if you make the left your king, they're just going to burn this whole shit to the ground. Because uh, that's that's what the left does. You know, they're destroyers. They're not here to they're not here to help. You know, that they, they're not competent rulers. They don't have better. And all of the competent rulers you could have are off doing better things so the uh yeah so the the uh i i thought that was just a perfect analogy for today that oh even you know because even today you have the left just burning and they just like literally burn cities to the ground today i mean these people are brambles and they're just worthless they're not good for anything and even back then this is still a problem even in anarchy even if you get rid of a state this is still a problem and so the uh, and the, by the way, this is still today the reason why good rulers don't end up in charge because they have better things to do than rule over you. Sorry, you, you're just not it's not worth their time. And that's that's you know one of the problems that we're going to have to figure out in the future is how do we make that make it worth the competent rulers' time to you know come and rule over our asses? It's like or not really just rule over us, but you know, cause if you're listening to this, you probably don't Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we, we, it'd be nice if we could get like a, an Elon Musk to rule, to, you know, to rule over us because that's like, that's about the best thing we're going to get. Yeah. You know, if you're listening to this, you're probably not one of the people who needs a ruler, but yeah, you know, you're going to have to bear one for their sake. And it's up to us to figure out how to, how do we get like the Elon Musk's of the world into, uh, you know, into government and instead of like the Pelosi's. You know, well, it's kind of specific to Texas, but Texas has kind of this brilliant way of uh, making it so that legislative sessions only happen once every two years, and then they only allow like a hundred days or so of actual discussion, or like two hundred days, and some incredibly short amount of time. Yeah, compared to most other states. And so what they've done is like, okay, you want a government? Here's your government, the most inept impossible to pass government that is like not going to actually do much of anything and actually that was kind of the founding father's main strategy because they, they initially they kind of had the same thing where they were like hey wait, yeah it's like that you know the the the, 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 the thing the monarchists and the, and the libertarians kind of came up with back 250 something years it's like 240 something years ago or something like that yeah, you know, like their main solution is there really is no good solution to this wow we are really fucked let's just try let's just try to drag out the game for as long as we possibly can and make it as slow and inept and just let you know and unwieldy as possible because there's nothing good that they're going to do and that like that was actually the main innovation of the founding fathers was let's just okay if you know government is a game let's just slow the fucker down like this only ends game over like get you know this this thing is gonna this thing's not gonna work so let's just you know try to maximize. <clears throat> let's try to get as much time as we can before like the game overtime. That was their idea. 
And so it's like, I mean, it's this common libertarian critique of, oh, either the constitution was, you know, directly caused the system that we are in now, or it was unable to stop it. And in which case we should do it. I'm an anarchy. It's like, no, it's like that, you know, everyone understood, but you know, both sides who wrote the constitution back then understood this is a problem. And, you know, this is what's going, going to happen. And the strategy is just to, as a delay tactic, the constitution was a delay tactic. And it kind of worked to that end. I mean, it took them like, yeah, it like, I mean, 80 years each time and we're kind of at the end of now. So we kind of have like, you know, 60, 60 ish years of relative peace and prosperity followed by like 20 something, 20 or 30 something years of God, this fucking sucks. And the, uh, well, I heard someone, uh, I was hanging out with some libertarians mm-hmm. and there was a uh, one guy that said something really important was that everyone thinks that we need to get like, you know, 20 people in in the Senate, or we need 20 people in the House, or whatever. <laughs> and he says, no, you need one. Because what you need is you need to get both parties split, 49 and a half to 49 and a half, and then you're the one person that just says no to everything. Yeah, what, what, 49 and a half, you know, it's like, where, where's the other, you know, where's the other one? Because that doesn't add up to, to 100. <laughs> well, the, the one libertarian. The one yeah. percent that's a libertarian right there in the middle that's just saying no to everything. No matter which party's trying to force something through, that one person is like, no, no. Well, no, that's the, no. See, that's the, that's the problem is that, is that it's like it's 49 and 50. And then the, you know, the one side is going to have 50. You need two, actually. You, you actually need two of them. That's the, the, yeah, the, I guess it, you would need two. Yeah. This is another problem with libertarians is they, they kind of suck. You know, for all they talk about economics, they kind of suck at math and maps. These are two things that, you know, they, and that, that's something they share with the left, ironically, who they kind of dump on all the time is, you know, because the left also really, really sucks at math and maps. And this is something only really the conservatives really have a good have a good grasp of is, you know, you know, one, how math works and two, how maps work, you know, cause that, you know, the, uh, the jurist, the, the actual jurisdiction of a state is really heavily dependent on geography. And not a lot of people know that that's, not, that's a story for another time, but the, uh, you know, we're kind so we're kind of at the story where, hey, Abimelech has basically usurped the uh, has usurped the anarchy, and they're kind of in a temporary monarchy right now. But he's going to fail, and so that's the problem is they the the people of Shechem they kind of get buyer's remorse almost immediately, and he, he has basically three ish years of rule that are kind of peaceful and nice, and then the, the leaders uh, the men of Shechem realize, ah, oh, we fucked up. This was the wrong thing, and the uh, I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna read all this. I'm just gonna, gonna summarize my way through this, and the, the uh, basically they start saying, "All right, we're gonna start fucking with this guy, and we're gonna start uh, ambushing all of his caravans. We're gonna to you know start stealing from him and just not disobeying his laws, and we're just gonna be the most unruly people we can possibly be." And because they, you know, they have buyer's remorse on their king, they realize, oh, just because he's one of us doesn't mean he's actually going to be a good king, which of course, of course. And the, uh, yeah, so, so anyway, finally, you know, what you, you get the, the aristocracy, uh, you know, you know, one of the men of the aristocracy named Gal, and he basically moves into Shechem with his, you know, with his big family, big, by the way, big family usually means wealth. That's because uh, back then wealth, what you know, uh, your family was basically your welfare net. That was how God did the welfare system in Israel. You know, he basically, ha- you know, in, in their end, Kapistan, it was a welfare anarchy. And 
it was basically all done through the families, which is kind of the natural way of doing a lot of libertarians will talk about, you know, well, how would you do a welfare system in your, you know, in your society? Well, you would have a really large family and the, and the, you know, kind of the, that they would all take care of each other. Yeah. And cause that's kind of nature's welfare system and it does work, but then the, and the bigger your family, the more you, uh, yeah, yeah, the wealthier you're going to be, you know, because that that's more productive people who are all producing more than they consume, and that's how wealth works. So the uh, so uh, this uh, this aristocrat, he's a patriarch of a large family. This name, this man named Gal, uh, or Gael. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Probably Gal. And he, uh, you know, he, you know, he ends. He, he's a from Shechem. He he goes to the city, and he's like, you know, the real problem with this with this monarch is that he's not me. Uh, like that's the problem he comes up with. Like uh, that's the level of insight is that this uh, the uh, the aristocrat, who the the, uh, the aristocrats who got them the the bad or the bad uh, monarch in the first place, they say eh, the problem with him is really is he's not me. It's like no no that, that's not the problem. The problem is you suck at choosing monarchs and you know you probably don't, you probably shouldn't be allowed to choose one. And so the uh, you know this guy starts talking shit about Abimelech. And word gets back to Abimelech that the, uh, the that there's an aristocrat talking about overthrowing him, so he's like, okay, I'm gonna go grab my army of leftists again and come out and start killing this guy. And basically, he uh, you know the story short is that uh, you know when you know Abimelech turns against Shechem and he attacks the city, and so the uh, you know basically he chases all of the uh, you know the gal and his uh, his, his entire family and most of the people of Shechem into like the citadel of the city because back then the uh you know when, whenever you were at war you know they, you'd have the outer wall where the there would be the uh you know the main fighting but once they broke through the outer wall what the kings and rulers would do is they would retreat into a really really heavily fortified uh part of the city called a citadel and that's where they retreated to the problem is that citadel was made of wood and as you can see where this is coming you know remember what, what uh, jotham said hey is that this guy, this guy Abimelech, he's basically bramble, and he's gonna burn you, burn you alive. And that's exactly what, uh, that's exactly what Abimelech did. Is he he went to his, uh, you know, he he, he you know, once the uh, Gale and his uh, family retreated into the citadel, he basically went up the mountain, cut down some trees, and used them as firewood to burn uh, jail and a thousand of the, uh, basically his entire family and the and most of the Shechemites. You know, he burned them alive inside the citadel, and then afterwards, you know, so, so like a, a common kind of refrain for libertarians is that, well, you know, if they want to have a voluntary state, that's fine, you know, because this, you know, this was effectively a voluntary monarch, you know, for Shechem, and libertarians will say, well, I mean, if they want to have a voluntary state, and that's fine. I just don't have to do it. With, I just don't have to obey it. You know, that's the point of Ancapistan is they can have their government, and I can live free without a government. Uh, like, no, no, <laughs> that's the, because remember the law that I think it's the second law of archotropism is that, Hey, power always moves from high concentration to low concentration. And it always does it. This isn't, there's no exceptions to this. And the, you know, it's only when, you know, power is in equilibrium that it doesn't move. And, you know, there are several ways that you can reach equilibrium, but one of them is not, uh, you know, having an anarchy because once you have a state, it's going to be involuntary and it's going to assume that it has a natural right to rule over everybody, not just the people who voluntarily choose to follow it. Which, by the way, again, a lot of people, you know, this is another thing. They say taxation is theft. 
not if it's voluntary, not if you voluntarily pay your taxes. And you know, that's a big thing for a lot of people. Like that, you know, that's what a lot of you know, libertarians don't don't seem to get is that a lot of people voluntarily pay their taxes, even if they don't have a choice. If you gave them a choice, they still would do it. And that's the thing. It's like, yeah, that's that's why for most people, taxation is not theft because they want it. It's a, it's kind of a dirty secret. They want it. Like oppress me harder, daddy. Yes, uh, right there. Oppress me harder, Gavin Newsom. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so the. Uh, so basically, you know, after Abimelech gets done sacking the city of, or the sacking the citadel of Shechem, he goes over to another city, you know, that's kind of nearby named Thebes, and he basically try, he, 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 his army camped against Thebes, but who had not, you know, that yeah, these people had not gone, had not given consent to him. There was no, there was no pretense about consent of the government here. He go, immediately goes and makes war against the uh, <coughs> against the other Ancapistanis. And he said, and this time around, the Ancapistanis, you know, they have a citadel that's made of stone, but the door to it is made of wood. So that the Ancap, so the the Ancapistanis and Thebes, they, you know, once uh, Abimelech gets done, you know, breaching their walls, they all retreat into a uh, into the citadel made of stone. And so, but Abimelech sees that the door again is made of wood, so he has the same exact idea. He goes and chops down some firewood and tries to burn his way in again. But this time around, when he was, you know, putting the uh, the firewood up against the wooden door, a woman drops a millstone, which is a big, big, fat stone that you use for like grinding powder and stuff, and just like chucks it down and smashes his head. And he's like laying there dying. And he's like he turns to his armor bearer, who's kind of like that. That's his. Uh, that's his squire. That's a squire. And they're there to like carry his armor and like take care of stuff they calls him an armor bearer but that's a squire we would in english uh, we call that a squire and so they would uh you know he turns to him he's like draw your sword and kill me so that at least they can say he knows he's dying his head his head just got crushed but he's still kind of conscious and he's like you know draw your sword and kill me so that they won't say a woman killed me <laughs> like and to, like to the end he is a leftist he even he even has that you know that misogyny in there and so that you know, this is the end of Abimelech. You know, this is how, you know, that yes, yes, you can get you know get a state, and it's a problem. You know, and if anytime you get rid of personal responsibility in your Ancapistan, this is why every Ancapistan will always fail. Is that people don't want responsibility, and they do want a god king, and the man king is kind of like the closest thing to that, and. They and you know, like, yes, people will definitely try, and it's gonna be a big problem. And you need a system for dealing with that. You can't just say, Oh, well, in Kapistan, the, the states will magically, you know, what whatever states do is exist will magically respect my property rights. It's like, no, come on, don't be naive. You need a system for dealing with that. So, whatever solution we have with the uh, the upcoming discussion about you know how we're gonna fix this. You know, you need a system for dealing with a government, any government that's going to, they're going to come They're You're going to have invasions and you're going to have, you know, internal, uh, uh, usurpations and you need a system for dealing with that. And right now libertarians don't have that. And the, uh, you know, the, finally, you know, I, you know, I, I did, you know, cause we've talked about, you know, God Kings, you know, a lot, a lot. You know, and this is, you know, I wanted to kind of end the discussion today because eventually, you know, at, you know, with, uh, you know, 
what we're going to, with, uh, you know, kind of a comparison about, you know, I think everyone listening to this, we understand that these, like the right two columns here are bad. We don't want them. Like, because uh, remember, like our whole constitutional system, this is why we have so much outreach for conservatives is that basically the, the constitution was created by classical liberals and monarchists. It's like these right two columns, which are by, you know, the closest that you get to the, the God King ideal. And the, you know, by the way, I could have gone on for like six or seven more lines, but this is just kind of to make the point that, you know, the conservatives are trying to conserve what the, the monarchists and the libertarians made. And right now, you know, because, you know, because back then the libertarians and the monarchists were the two, two groups that had power, you know, and you don't get a seat at the decision-making table. Like, by the way, this system is coming to an end and whatever new system we get is going to be determined by the people who have power. And right now, that's the two leftmost columns. We don't like it when those guys choose because these guys suck. And, you know, it's, it's like, like, do you have wise and competent rulers, you know, in democracy and oligarchy? Like, no, you're ruled by, every, in democracy, you are ruled by every idiot and his brother. And in the Republic, which is just like a more official way of saying an oligarchy, you have clown world. This is like the clown world we have right now. We just live through this. This is not going to work. And if these two are the ones in power making the decisions, we are fucked in this next in the next uh, cycle of the system because this constitution is not going to last. Like this thing's getting ready to go. It's ba it, I mean, it's gone in everything but name. But once it's gone in name, it's like we're we're it's going to be so much worse. And I mean, you know, what, you know, provides good leadership. No, it's fools leading fools. And in a republic, it's you know, it's the the leaders kind of lead from behind, which is even worse. It's like free, you know, are you, are you free? Are, do you have self-ownership in democracy? No, it's like you, you might not even be alive because of all the civil wars. Democracy is like the quickest way to civil war. And if, you know, if you get, if you're, if you're free in a Republic it's because you're like lucky enough to live under Ron DeSantis because <laughs> everybody else is like, uh, you know, still kind of flattening the curve, you know, that for all the libertarians who say there's no difference between, you know, the Republicans and the Democrats. Well, clearly that's not true because some of y'all are still flattening the curve. And whereas like a whole bunch of red states are pretty much open and they, and in some cases they just never even closed at all. And it's like the overwhelming majority never really closed. And they, and th those that did, didn't really close. They're kind of like closed in name only and didn't enforce it at all. And it's like, does you, you know, did you hear about uh, how Disney is kind of responding to the whole red state, blue state thing? Cause oh, obviously no. they're in Florida. So, yeah, they've banned Texans from being able to go to Disneyland, Disney World, or whichever one it is. Well, fuck them. You know, it's like we're, we're probably not going anyway. You know, it's like, like why yeah, would we, we go there? Flags. Yeah, it's like it's like not like you don't have a bunch of much better competition. Disney World's for kids. You know, we're going to like Six Flags and Islands of Adventure, Universal. It's like <clears throat> even like even like God, even fucking Sea World's better. Like the uh, then Disney, Disney sucks. It's like you know, it's like it, it, you you can't uh, you, you can only ban us when you you know effectively when you don't have uh, competition, and they've got plenty of competition, so it sucks for them. You know that you know I'm glad I'm glad that these other theme parks will happily accept our money. You know, not that Disney's hurting for it at all. You know, they're a bad company, but the uh, you know I I kind of wanted to. Uh, skip over to like the, the very last line because this is yeah i really think yeah even though this is kind of a joke it's true the uh like you guys remember like humanity we have the you know if humans humans are an engine and our you know what does our hearts run on 
you know, it, it, it's meant to run on a God King, you know, that's like the high octane gasoline. That's the best. The, yeah, uh, this is, this is what we're supposed to have. It's, you know, cause uh, you know, a God King, he gives us freedom. He rules over you by changing your hearts and mind, you know, and you basically end up ruling yourself. And, you know, like, it, you know, he's a, a King who would literally die for you. And the, uh, you know, it's like, I mean, he cares about you that much that he's willing, he, he really is willing to die for you. He's, he's got all the wisdom. He's like omnipotent, good leadership, you know, and the, uh, you know, he's a, he's like the, the moral responsibility that, you know, he, 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 like, this is a society that's going to have prosperity. This is a society, this is what humans are meant to have and everything else is kind of second best. Yeah, democracy, it's not, it's like by far the worst. That's like 100%. It's like, that, you know, what what kind, if you're human as a car, what kind of fuel is this in the tank? You know, democracy is like 100% cat piss. This is not good. Yeah, like It's like pouring cat piss into your car, into your uh, gas tank. And the Republic is like 30% gasoline, two thirds cat piss and 10% ethanol because the, you know, the, the farm lobby said so. And if you notice that, you know, what doesn't that add up to uh, extra 10%? Yeah, over 100%. It's like, yes, because we borrowed the extra 6% from China. We borrowed the extra cat piss from China. That's the, that's, that's the Republic. We don't want, yeah, whenever the next system comes, we don't want these two making it. We need power because if we don't have it, you're going to have the, you know, the Republicans and the Democrats, you know, making, the, making decisions. We don't want that. This is not going to end up well. We'd like to, you know, ideally, It'd be nice if we had the the monarchists and the libertarians, you know, and their critique of, of human nature kind of making decisions about, you know, what did we learn from this failed experiment in the, uh, you know, with the constitution, how can we kind of make it better this time around? And libertarians, again, it's like that, you know, you can't say, you know, the, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be the critique that, Hey, and you know, we're, you know, in libertarianism, you can have whatever religion you want. And that can, and like, no, but no, this is not about religion. This is about state. You know, that this, you know, this says that, you know, that you have a God King. It's not just a God shaped hole it's a God King shaped hole. And if you say, let's just not fill the God King shaped hole, like, I'm sorry, that's not going to fit. That's not what people want. Like even atheists, you know, they, they still want a religion. They still want that communion that they, they still want it. And, you know, like the, and the, like the kind of freedom that a libertarian is talking about where like a gay married drug addict can defend his abortion clinic with machine guns. Like that's fake freedom. That's not the real thing. That's not what, yeah, that, you know, real freedom comes from personal responsibility and, ha and having that, having that real, you know, I, you know, ultimate accountability for the consequences of your life and trying to live a good and moral life. Yeah, freedom and responsibility. You know, you know, rights come from responsibility. They don't. Their rights are not natural. They're born of responsibility. And if you, uh, if your, you know, freedom, you know, it says that oh, you can, you know, basically be degenerates. Like, sorry, you're going to end up exactly like Israel because, but you know, Israel lost its freedom every time they sinned. Like that's that. You know, as we saw in the last episode, every single time they they kind of fall into, you know, so societal level sin. You know, or, or, and degeneracy. That was when they. That was when they lost their freedom because th at that point they're weak, they're easy targets, and a state's going to come. You know, you know, try to rule over them and conquer them, or you'll get like the internal, the internal usurpation. Go ahead. One of the important things is that if you're looking at freedom in that context, what you're really doing is you're defining everything with 
buzzwords that signal a, a reaction to something. Like those are only considered freedom if you're talking about something you're going against. And so yeah. that's not a, a freedom that you're identifying as like, this is something that I have a need for. This is something that I am rebelling against a restriction on that people were offended by it and so i'm going to stand for this idea that that this is what people should be allowed to do well that's not what people actually need to do that's what people are it, it's it's all reactionary it's not actually yeah i mean it's building it, it, anything I mean, I, I call it a false freedom for exactly that reason that, you know, it, it, it's the kind of freedom that leaves you in chains, you know, like, like drug addiction, you know, they call it, you know, they used to call it like with alcohol, they used to call it demons rum, because, you know, these things like that, you know, once you take the sip of the rum, the demons got you and okay, it's not quite true of alcohol. Many people can handle their alcohol just fine, but there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of people who can't. And, you know, with some of these like more hard drugs, you know, it's like that, you know, most people can't handle them and they get into you and they start and you are in chains of your own making and you know a libertarian kind of calls that freedom i call that i mean that's that's just another kind of serfdom without a state you know i mean and you know they kind of respond that oh well you know that the point of libertarianism is just to solve one problem and it's just just because you know, the state is like cancer and just because i have a cure for cancer doesn't mean i have a cure for the common cold and like no you you really didn't cure cancer i'm sorry if you if your kind of freedom leaves you know people so you know drug addicted indebted and degenerate that they can't lead functional free lives because freedom is also one part is 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 one part kind of theory one part function you know it's like it, if you're too too poor too drug addicted too uh too degenerate you don't really have that freedom like you can't exercise your freedom like yeah you might have it under the law but no you don't really have it you know i mean that yeah, you know, that and that's yeah, you know, that's the kind of state of of poverty in America today, where they don't really have that kind of freedom. You know, it, 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 you know they I they guess. have it kind of in theory, but just, it, they can't act on it. And there is just different kinds of chains. It's like you, you've exchanged one kind of chains for for another, and that's not going. And sorry, most people don't value value that, and that's why they end up getting a king is because they don't value the freedom that they have. Uh, you know, because it it's not working out for them. And that's going to be a major problem in Ancapistan. You need a system that can deal with the kind of people who make bad decisions. By the way, you know, God did build in several systems to take care of that. It's still, you know, still just not enough because eventually it overwhelms that, you know, the kind of bad decision making you get when people have freedom is like the, is the kind that, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It overwhelms the system, you know, and it, it just grows and grows and grows. And, that's a that's a major problem with making a lot of laws voluntary is that people won't follow them you know and the uh you know it says that it says that repeatedly in the bible that the re, you know and i i think it was uh ezekiel or isaiah where they says hey because you refuse to you know pay the tithe the tithe, you know the tithe was one of the major welfare systems where like every you know every three years you would give 10 percent of your of your uh wealth not your income your wealth to the uh to the poor and but there were two years in there where you gave them nothing and this was so that they still had to work they couldn't be welfare queens it was very very difficult to be a welfare queen and the uh you know but the problem is when you make it voluntary people don't do it 
You know, it's like how you know, some people did, and a lot, pretty much everyone didn't. And by the way, it wasn't it wasn't restricted to people who had uh who who really had wealth. It was for the poor people too. Like then the you know the the poor people did not take care of the poor; they just oppress each other. And the Bible kind of notes that too, is that no one oppresses the poor like the poor. And that's a, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's, a, that's from Ecclesiastes that, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, but nobody oppresses the poor like the poor. And, and if you, and because Israel repeatedly refused to pay the tithe, that was one of the main reasons they kept getting, you know, a state that either, either invaded them or, or, in, or tried to usurp as in the uh, case of Amalek. And, you know, if, if you, and, and, but even then at the baseline, every single person you're dealing with pretty much has this, uh, you know, this God shaped hole. And if you're running on, Hey, we're just not going to fill that God shaped hole. Like, sorry, that's not enough. It, I mean, it's not, not God, not a God shaped hole, a God King shaped hole. People are meant for monarchs. And I say, yeah, that doesn't make me happy as a libertarian to, to admit, but people are made for monarchs. And because you know, this underlying narrative right here, they are created to have a God King and they're created to follow, follow that. And, you know, and, and like a human King is kind of like the next best thing. That's every, that's what they're going to get because I got, you know, again, God King, you know, he wants to be voluntary. That's, I mean, that's, uh, if, if I could say that was a problem, I don't say it's a problem as a libertarian because I, I quite like the idea of being voluntary, but the, uh, you know, but that's, that's like, like kind of the reason he's not, uh, yeah, that's, that's, Kind of the, that's kind of the problem with him is he's voluntary, and they're not kind. They're not really looking for voluntary, you know. They're, they're kind of looking for chains of their own making, and that's a big problem. You're, and so you're going to get a king that's kind of close, you know. It pretty heavily resembles, you know, the the god king ideal, but it's, you know, it's, it's still ninety percent gasoline and ten percent cat piss. You know, you're going to get yeah. You you might get a wise ruler sometimes. Uh, more likely, you're probably going to get his idiot son. Yeah, you know, and that's the and does he provide good leadership sometimes? Is it like are you free? Not really, no. But yeah, like you're you're usually more free than a republic. Monarchy is uh, you know, you know, kind of looking back at history. If they if you look at just democracies in general, forget the United States because that's kind of an exception. Yeah, you know, the uh, if you look at democracy or republics in general, generally they were better off under the king. You know, like back when they had monarchs. They had fewer wars. You know, the war the wars they had were smaller. You know, the they had much much more prosperity. Their taxes and regulations were much lower compared to where they are today. And like by basically every measure, people were freer under monarchs, which is like crazy. It's crazy to, th to think that you know the you know these um these basically omnipotent humans, you know, were just you know what like one person has basically all the power in the government or all the power of the state. Is yeah, he that that is a freer system than republics, because the problem with a, a republic or a democracy is that the left's vote counts just as much as the right's vote, and there's more of them. And it's like, if you think that a left wing vote and a right wing vote are the same thing, boy, you know, boy, are you wrong? It's like no, it's like the the right wing votes should count like ten times as much. Like the you know the left you know the, again, this is that problem that people who really need rulers suck at choosing them. This is the Abimelech problem. People really, really are not good at choosing their own rulers. And that is especially, it's true of the right in general, but it's especially true of the left. Like there is no good left. There's no good leftist that is good at choosing his own leader. There's just, that, that, that doesn't exist. And the, uh, and, uh, you know, to, 
but all but all of humans you know because we all have that that desire kind of all the way back when we were talking about at the beginning in genesis of adam and eve you know that you know people want to be god they want to be their own god king and they're not competent to be that they're not good at that like that's not something they were created to be they were created to be fulfilled by god not by themselves and uh, you know, and this and this is kind of where we're going to be starting to set up the discussion of because now we kind of understand the problem. The problem is that you know co the Constitution was basically you know all, uh, you know it was it was the founding fathers who were monarchists and libertarians or classical liberals that you know they understood this central problem because they had all read the Bible a lot, and they all understood that there's no real good way out of this problem that humans. You know, man. You know, you know, man's desire to be his own ruler in the image of God—that is a problem that doesn't go away. And you're always going to get attempts to create governments, either external or internal. And the, uh, you know, and I mean, and that kind of begs the question: What do you do about it? And you know, there's like the kind of the, the classical, you know, what the founding fathers did was let's just have a delay tactic as long as we can, and that was what the Constitution was designed for: is the delay tactic, you know, because they didn't really know what to do about it, and they were kind of kicking the can down the road. You know, I know it's a common saying, but that's exactly what they're doing. That's, ex I mean, that we're still doing, we're still kicking the can down the road today, because we don't really have a good solution for for this problem yet. You know, what do you do about it? Because if you if you give people the vote and you make all the votes equal, it's like sorry, you know, you you've just set yourself up to fail because the left and the right are not equal. These are not the same. And if you let the left be in charge, they're going to burn this. These people are brambles. They're going to burn the system down to the ground because they they these people cannot be allowed to be anywhere near power. You know, it's and it's the, it, this is the fundamental problem of, of any kind of democracy is the left. And it, like any kind of you know government system in general, the left is a problem. You know, you know, there. You know, if you're a libertarian, a libertarian anarchy, you're the left is going to be trying to create governments left and right. You know, and and you got to deal with that fact. You can't ignore it, or because it, the problem you can ignore the problem, but the problem won't ignore you. And even in a monarchy, you're still you know the the monarchs you know, back then were very far to the right. I mean, they're, I mean, they're like many, many times more to the right, you know, than like, even like a Ron DeSantis, you know, at, like, I mean, these were like explicitly, I'm a big time Christian. I'm here to, uh, you know, kind of rule the people, you know, for God and, you know, like God, you know, God and morality and free and freedom were like front and center in most of the, of the European monarchs or Christian monarchs. Not the case in every in other monarchies, but uh, you know around the world. But in Europe, in kind of classical Europe, the kings were pretty good, you know, especially compared to today. And it's only when you get close to the Enlightenment where you finally get like really bad kings. Okay, here's a here's kind of a cycle. You know, good kings, you know, you know, can stay in power pretty much the whole life. Bad kings get get uh, bad kings get overthrown by good kings, and really really bad kings get overthrown by Democrats. Yeah, so like you know, good you know, good kings create prosperous times. Prosperous times really create bad kings. You know, bad kings get overthrown by better kings, and really, really bad kings get overthrown by Democrats. And you know the, uh, and that's always, always, always going to be a pr a problem. And you know, so what do you do about it? Like, what's Constitution? What's the Reconstitution? What you know? What's Constitution 2.0, and how does it work? I think right there is where we're going to cut it off. I, I'm sorry. I, I think we went on a lot longer than 
you know, 30 minutes, but, uh, the, you know, the, the next time we're going to be talking about like an introduction to formalism. This is the idea from, you know, Mencius Moldbug, you know, the, he's like possibly the greatest right-wing thinker of our time. And his, you know, his idea is called uh, formalism. It's kind of a hybrid of libertarianism and monarchy. And he, he says it's straight monarchy, but this thing looks a lot more like a hybrid. And, you know, this is kind of a similar idea that I came to. And he's, but he's done a really excellent job of kind of putting it in, uh, articulating it kind of at a physics level. And we're going to be talking about it more at a more applications level, though, at a uh, kind of a, a smaller detail-oriented level for probably probably the rest of the podcast. And, you know, his idea is, hey, you know, what if you had like a corporate monarchy? Because, you know, and I can put this, he, he doesn't use these words, but I can put it pretty simply. People really suck at voting, but they're pretty good at shopping. And that's the, and that's why his the system of a more corporate monarchy is probably closer to you know, what a, a, that's probably going to be a lot, what constitution 2.0 is like. And, but we're only going to get there if we have the, uh, you know, if libertarians and the monarchists can bear and by monarchists, I'm basically saying the conservatives, that's, that's pretty much who they are. You know, you're, you're, cause they're, the conservatives are the ones trying to, uh, conserve the constitution and they're, you know, they're pretty much the only one, you know, it's going to be a con it's going to be a, uh, you know, a conversation between the really the conservatives who are like the kind of the inheritors of the monarchists and the libertarians, you know, who are the inheritors of the classical liberals is going to be a, you know, best case scenario is going to be a conversation between them about what we do next, because what, what we have right now is not working. And we know how this is going. And from history, we know how this is going to go. Harry, final thoughts. Uh, if we're going to a corporate monarchy, is that corporation going to be Chick-fil-A? Uh, I was thinking more like HEB, yeah, because they're, you know, Chick Fil A. That would be a pretty, uh, that would be my second pick. If we could get like a merger between HEB and you know Chick Fil A, that would just be excellent. These are excellent run corporations. Uh, but probably, maybe we could get Elon Musk to run it. And I suspect that, there we go. Yeah, it's like a merger between HEB and Chick Fil A, headed up by Elon Musk. Like God help us all. This is <laughs> we are so fucked. Flamethrowers for everyone. Flamethrowers. Oh, for the brambles especially. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Harry. It's been great. Thank you so much for for coming, and uh, we'll talk. We'll have an introduction to formalism next time. Take care, buddy.